0: Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 It's great to be back home. But truly, you know, when I was praying on the way over here for God to give me something. You know, I get a lot of sermons and stuff, but when I come to this country, I'm like, God, I want to bring what I've already had. I want to land and receive what the people need. Yeah. Yeah. So I really don't study for here. Yeah. Amen. I just get in the word, and God just gives it to me. And last night, he gave me a, a half of it. Because I need to go to sleep. You know? And so this morning, I'm like, um, Holy Ghost, I need the other half of what you want me to say. If you don't mind, If it, I'm not trying to trouble you or nothing. you know, <laughs> But um, the people need to hear what you're sending me here to talk about. And then he said, I already gave it to you. I'm like, well, if you can give it to me where I can understand it better. Because I don't understand what you're talking about. And he put me in the word. And I'm oh, my God, man! it's just amazing that every time you look at the word, you see something you've never seen before. That's the proof that the word is alive. And that's the proof that I am growing in Christ. <laughs> because as a kid, you see something one way. As a teenager, you see it different. As in your 20s and 30s, you see it another way. And as you go in life, you keep seeing things different. Yeah. It's proof that you're growing. Yeah. So every time I look at the word, I see something. Ah. Yeah. Because if I see the same thing I've always seen, amen, that I'm at the same dimension I've always been. Wow. And there's one thing I've learned about conquering is you cannot conquer the enemy at the level you have encountered him. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, churches has a lot of different dimensions and a lot of different things. But, you know, I've learned that it's not about the sticks and the bricks. Because we are the church. I am the temple. Amen. I am the Holy of Holies. It's right in here in my heart. Amen. But when I come here and I receive something, amen, I can go back home at a higher dimension than where I was before I got here. So now the devil I face, the enemy I face, amen, before I got here. Now I can go home and wear that brother out because now he's underneath my feet. Because when we come together and praise and worship and receive the word, we go higher dimensions in God. <clears throat> and man, I love this man of God and his wife. And there's few people that you really, when you meet them, you're like, man, I just, this is an eternal thing. You know, and what I love about Pastor John is whenever we, we talk and we speak and we don't speak for months or whatever. When we come back together, it's like we just start where we left off. We just, you know, it's like there was no time there. And that's rare relationships in the body of Christ. And uh, I don't know why, but this morning when I was talking to God, he was giving me this stuff. um, I seen that God was showing me that, you know, Pastor John and his wife are going to be like the popes of South Africa, you know. Amen. And how God's going to elevate this couple in this church, amen, to really be the source Amen, for revelation and for voice in this country. Amen. That the point that, but God said, I'm gonna start sending government officials, amen, into his life so he can speak into their life. But God said, I'm also sending government officials from this body. Amen. Some of y'all gotta stand up and say, vote for me. Hey. Amen. And stop complaining about what's going on and step into the position, amen, to be able to change. What's going on? Uh, Bishop Chidi Jake said something years ago that blew my mind. He said, You have no right to complain about the things you tolerate. You ever got slapped in the face so hard by the Holy Ghost? I didn't even write it down, but I ain't gonna write that down. I, ain't writing that down. I gotta recover from that for a little while. Amen. Because we love to complain. But you know, the greatest thing about my cell phone is that little word called block. I love me some block. Facebook got blocked. I can block my contacts. WhatsApp got blocked. I love it. I can unfollow you, but I don't want to just unfollow you. I will block you. So that you cannot, amen, stalk me. You know what I'm saying? Because some people don't have the right to be in your life. They shouldn't have the privilege to see what God is doing in your life. Amen. They're praying against you anyway. Come on now. So I'll shorten their prayer list and let them pray for somebody else. I just block them. I block them. I'm, I block them. Amen. It robs from the people who do deserve to be in my life. When I give attention to the people who don't deserve to be uh, I've told this before. I'm really good at saying hello and greeting you and meeting you. But I'm even better at saying goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Von voyage. <laughs> Saranara. Amen. See you later. Block. Amen. <laughs> So stop complaining about the stuff that God gave you, a wonderful tool, amen, called block. And some of y'all, when y'all leave here today, need to go home and just go through your friends' list and just start blocking them, amen. Just <laughs> pop, 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 amen. Uh, you know, Genesis 1, I read, and hopefully some of us have read it a few times. You know, it's a, it's a very powerful set of scripture. But it really messed me up whenever I read it last night. And my title, Access the Power of God. How to access the power of God. Because it's the only proof that Jesus gave that he was the son of God. Learning scripture is a must. But I know people who can machine gun hit you with scriptures. But they can't lay hands on a headache and do nothing. Amen, they can't speak in tongues, but you operate in the manifestation of the power of God. Amen, people don't care how much of the scriptures you can quote, they know God is with you. Because if God wasn't with you, he wouldn't give you the authority to flow in the power. Amen, so I just want to be able to flow in the power of God like never before. And you know, and this earth is like, you know, it's, it messed me up. But Let me just look at Genesis, it says, in the beginning. Amen. That hey, word beginning is powerful. God created the heaven and the earth. So a heaven was made first, according to the Bible. So if God created heaven or the spiritual world, spiritual dimension, then he created the earth. So the earth is in heaven. I mean, just wave your hand like this. Amen. That's heaven. Amen. I can't see it in another dimension. Come on now. But I can't get out of the spiritual because I was born in the spirit first. Uh, so God had to create all of us first in heaven. Come on now. And then make a place that we can manifest called earth. Hey, <laughs> So without the earth, I can't manifest. So I'm not trying to die and go somewhere. I want to live and do. Everything God has called me to do in the earth. So the spiritual world was made first. In Job 38, God said, you know, he was talking to Job, and he said, Job, I put the earth on its axles, and, you know, I did all these things. And The problem with a lot of saints is that we look at the earth first, the earthly situations first. Amen. And Jesus had a secret. But, you know, a lot of people just didn't catch it. And I study the the life of Christ many times, and, and I, I try to sit as somebody right like right on the side of Him, Amen, and, and just in that environment and, and get the picture and everything, like the Lazarus deal, you know. I mean, you got two women. Come on now, I, Jesus couldn't win that argument. Two women talking about, um, your friend Lazarus is dead. Jesus, we we, we text you. We WhatsApp you. You know, it's too late. He's stinking now. You know, I mean, but if you got here sooner, we know you could have done something. Come on now. Because in the earthly realm, time makes you early or makes you late. But Jesus operated in the heavenly realm. Come on now. Amen. So, and in his kingdom, there was no time. Amen. Amen. That's why the Bible says, he that believeth has eternal life so whenever you believe upon Jesus Christ he moves you out of time and puts you back in the eternal realm or the spiritual yeah, the spiritual realm and so you can look in your realm and say well there's no death in my realm so Lazarus, amen, come out of the earthly realm and get into my realm <laughs> I got goosebumps all, I mean just I'm Cajun but they call it the free that's what they call it the songs, amen uh, James chapter 1 I, I got a few scriptures but it's going to hit this a few times you know <laughs> oh, I'm so honored to be here y'all done expanded in everything y'all done yeah. amen but the kingdom of God cannot stay small it's ever expanding yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but James one twenty two. look at this but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only yeah. deceiving your own selves for if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is likened to a man beholding his natural face in a glass. And for he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. Yeah. That's powerful, man. But whoso, amen, looketh into the, that, the perfect law of liberty, the only law that's still established is that I'm free. Amen. The law of liberty and continue therein. He being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This man, this man, not all men, but this man. You see, when God separates mankind and use the word man, that means you ain't got to get the blessing, but you can't stop me from getting the blessing. Amen. The gospel is for everybody. But the blessing ain't for everybody to receive. Because a lot of people love to hear a good word. But few people can't forget what they heard. You know, I'm writing a book right now. I know, I know. (laughs) I know. They're going to have some ebonics in it. Some of the white people go go to the black people and say, What in the world was this brother trying to say? Right. And writing is not my gift. So God sent me uh, this writer who, she's like, I'm going to send you the questions, and you just audibly answer the questions, and I will put what you say in writing for you. I know the only limit in God is me, and God's been speaking to me for years to start writing books and doing things, you know. I'm like, but God, you know, you know my limitations. You know, I just can't write nothing. Ain't nobody, and you, I, I threw this. You, I, you throw it back. You back. writing in tongues, brother. You you can't understand nothing I put on paper. Amen. My wife was like, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> I was somewhere one time and somebody wanted my notes and I said, there you go. And they went, sat down, and they come follow me to the car. They're like, well, here you go, pastor. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I don't care because I don't have to write it so that you can read it. I have to write it so that I can read it. And if there's a silent letter in there that don't need to be in there, he ain't going to be on my tablet. Because if you silent, amen, just quietly leave, amen, the word. Why are you still there being quiet in the word? Anyway, you asked me to spell knife. I'm not going to put no K in knife. Knife. What you going to knife for? I'm like, no, that ain't knife. That's knife. That is not knife. <laughs> Amen. I'm I, you know, I'm just simple me. So God said, I'm gonna let you hear the word. And when you really hear what God's saying, you ought to get excited about doing what he's saying. And when, if you start doing what he's saying, he has to say something else. Hey. Because being a prophet, people always want to work. Come on now. And sometimes I touch somebody and God said, Ah, they haven't done the last 20 things I gave them. And they wearing prophets out. Come on now. To me, oh, you need to prophesy something. I said, No, I don't. No, I don't. I'm not prophet on demand. I'm sorry. Direct TV got demand, all that stuff, but not me. God tells me to tell you something, I will. If He don't, uh, do the last thing He said. And you'll get the next thing He's saying. So that works. Amen. So God looks for people who can hear the Word. And He looks for people who can do the Word. Come on now. Because whenever God speaks something, God said, Let there be light. And every time they get another lens or better technology or whatever, you know, people are nosy and want to see what's out there. Come on now. Listen to me. American white people are worse than South African white people. <laughs> I'm not going to make this up. This is a true story. they selling tickets to go on a space shuttle. It's $580,000 per ticket. It sold out the first week. I think there's like 200 and something seats on the space shuttle that they're making right now, and they're going to have it made within the next five years. It's sold out. You can't get a seat on the space shuttle. And the space shuttle is going to Mars. Now, every time I buy a ticket to come to South Africa, there's always a return flight. (laughs) But you see, white people don't think about that. Amen. They want to go see Mars. I'd be like, when are we coming back to Earth? And this is the God's honest truth. There is no return. They haven't figured out how to come back yet. And they sow out of all the seats. White people. I'm like, are you serious? I mean, just go light yourself on fire. And this, because that's all Mars is, according to the little bit of schooling I learned in the fifth grade, is nothing but fire on, on Mars. And, hmm. Because people are looking for something yeah. beyond the earth. And if we can show them heaven was here first yeah. and heaven going to be here forever. Come on now. Yeah. And show them the supernatural power of God. Yeah. I mean, I'll take that 580 G's and do something productive with it. Yeah. Buy me some houses. Get me a private jet. You know, just little things. in life. Yeah. Get my wife a game park. My wife loves animals. Love, she's feeding squirrels. I'm Cajun. We ain't never bought nothing for an animal but a bullet. <laughs> and a recipe. Come on. <laughs> My wife got these little things in the yard. We're feeding all the birds. we feeding, we got like four on this side, four on that side. I got man cut the grass around, all this stuff. We got corn on the cob hanging on the tree for the squirrel to eat the corn. Come on, that stuff is expensive. I'm like, I don't want no fat squirrels, baby. They got, they got diabetes or something. Don't don't feed them too often. You know, we got to keep them healthy. And I'm going to mess around. I'm going to eat at least two squirrels and three rabbits every year. But I just can't tell my wife where I got them from. I I killed them on the neighbor's yard. They was messing up the neighbor's yard. I don't know what to. Look at your neighbor and say, be a doer. So now I'm going to look at 1 Kings 18 just for a few minutes. We're going to keep walking this thing out. We're going somewhere. Amen. Uh, God is really moving in Texas right now. I live in Louisiana, in Texas, where um, Alex lives three hours away from my house. And Alex, uh, you know, God told me to send him here years ago and told him to come here, so he did. He he married him an Afrikaans wife. Come on, amen. (laughs) Amen. So I'm like, well, now she's going to really be an African-American when she gets back to the States. Anyway, I'm just saying, (laughs) if we're going to tell the truth, let's tell the truth, Amen. And, uh, and they spent some time before they came back this last time, and he calls me. He's like, man, we've been to all these church services, and there ain't nobody saying nothing. Come on now. Yeah. I mean, they're taking everybody's money. We're staying in service for three, four hours, and they ain't doing nothing. They just offerings and offerings and offerings and taking people's money, and nobody got prayed for, and there's no prophetic gift. There's no, no nothing. And it made him so sick about it that he's like, can I just have you come to my, my mom's house? and we do a home meeting before I leave to go to Africa. So I'm like, yeah. So I went over there, and we had a house meeting, and we had 25 adults show up. And normally, I preach, and then we have altar call, and I prophesy and do whatever God wants me to do. But this time, it's like I was so scatterbrained that I didn't know, I couldn't, Get a, I had it when I got there, but when I stood up to do my what God anoints me to do, I was like, God, what in the world? You know, I, I can be here preaching to you, and, but I can also be looking at me going, what in the world? I don't know. What, you know, I'm thinking this is just weird, you know. And so I'm prophesying to people, and I go back to preaching and prophesying to people and go back to preaching. And God just transformed these families' lives uh, dramatically. They've seen the real thing. It's rare. They've seen the real thing. And there's a point that they went and found a fire station, and we have a conference room, in the fire station, and the chief is a Christian, and he gave us the fire station with all the chairs and everything for free. Come on now. And so every other Saturday, I've been going, and we had like 40 people and 50 people, and so uh, Alex and uh, Anika are going to come back, and I'm going to do every other Saturday. They're going to do the other Saturday, and we're going to slowly get this thing, because I've been praying for years, God, to get us, America, off the rapture ready, amen, off the false doctrine, off all that stuff, because if you read John 10, 10, the thief, is not the devil. Please don't charge him with that. He has nothing to do with John 10. 10. He is not the thief. The thief if you look it up is false doctrine and false teaching. That's what's been robbing people. So God is sending some truth back into America. Come on now. Because of America been sowing in missionaries for years due to study, 78% of all missionaries around the world came from America and impacted Africa and many places. And then God sends me here in 2005 and got impacted by a prophet and this prophet and prophet Cribbus and many other men of God changed my whole life. So now God's sending people from Africa, come on now, to go back, amen. Yeah. Hey. Mm, that's good. That's good. First Kings 1837. Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that, thi- that this people may know that thou art the Lord God. Whenever you want to do a miracle to let the people know that God is real, he has to answer. Anyway, still, you know, side note. And that thou hast turned their hearts back again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice. Come on now and the wood, and the stones, and the dust. I'm thinking, Jesus, you are greedy. And lifted up the water, come on, that was in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces. And they said, the Lord, he is the God. Mm. And Elijah, the voice of God, the spokesman for God, said unto them, take the prophets of Baal. Look at this now. And let not one of them escape. He he said, there's a bunch of thieves here. Amen. We're going to do something with them. And they took them down to the brook. You know the story. He killed all of them. Every last one. Verse 41. And Elijah said unto Ahab, get thee up. Eat and drink. For there is a sound of abundance. I just stopped there and put that everywhere. I say, a sound abundance. Amen. Of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and to drink. And uh, Elijah went up uh, to the top of Carmel and cast himself down upon the earth, put his face between his knees, and said to his servant, Go up now, look toward the sea. And he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. And he said, Go again seven times. Number of completion. If you're going to start something, finish it. Uh, And it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, behold, there arises a little cloud. Everybody say a little cloud. cloud. Out of the sea, like a man's hand. Hmm. If you look at the history of this text, you'll find out that Elijah was the one that said there'll be no more rain until I say there's going to be rain. I like that brother. He had to be Cajun. Only Cajuns do stuff like that. Went down to the brook and the raven. I watched a documentary the other day, other night on ravens. And that is the smartest bird on the earth. That brother is smart. It's on YouTube. Look it up. I was like, my wife, if they was a little bit taller, they, they would rule the earth. They're just, that's a smart bird, Jack. That raven would go and the king was cooking for all the other dignitaries in his castle. And the raven would wait until the steak was like the prophet liked it and got him the best piece of steak and flew over there and dropped him off. So takeout delivery started in the Bible. (laughs) And the, the drought just got worse and worse, you know, the story. And so the greatest, most valuable thing on the earth at that time became water. And so Elijah challenges these other prophets, you know, and we're going to see who's really God. And, you know, we've heard this story many times, but this thing blew my mind when God showed me this. I was like, oh, my God, that's Jesus right there. And so they had this competition. But when Elijah stood up, he said, I want you to dig a trench, you know, dig this trench around. Give me some wood, give me some bulls, and, you know, and I want you to bring me some water. There was plenty of bulls. There was plenty of wood. Amen. But there wasn't a whole lot of water. Come on now. So Elijah gave to God the best, the most valuable thing that could save other people's lives. But he said, no, no. God said he wants the best thing I have for me to get the miracle amen, that I need in this situation. So they poured the water on everything. Amen. Soaked everything down. They made it harder for the miracle to happen. I've learned whenever I'm believing God for something. Come on now. When it looks like it gets more impossible. It's letting me know God's in this thing. And God's working something I can't see. Until it manifests where I can't see. That God's in it. And so he calls down fire from heaven. Fire comes and does everything. But the last thing it does is it even licks up the last drop of water. Then he hears. A sound. After he gave God what God needed to do the miracle, he heard a sound of the abundance of rain. Now I live on the coast in Louisiana, and it rains down by the coast almost every day. Where I live at, I I used to live really on the coast. Now I'm further north now, but on the coast there, you can go take a shower walk outside the bathroom, and you're sweating already because of the humidity, kind of like Durban, I was told. But you ever ask God, where does that water come from, that rain come from? Well, that rain comes from a cloud, and that cloud brings that water on the earth and lets that water hit the earth, and then heat vaporizes that water, and that water goes back in the sky. And when enough water goes back in the sky, it forms something called a cloud to come back over the earth. Come on now. And bring that water back on the earth. So God said, Elijah, you need some rain. So give me some water to work with. Uh, You just give me something to work with. And I'll send the fire to get it up where we need it. Come on now. (laughs) Now there was a drought. And there wasn't a whole lot. That's why he said, look, all we see is a cloud the size of a man's hand. And that's all Elijah could get in that hour. But God don't need a whole lot, come on now, to do a miracle on the behalf of his people. Ah, I don't care what he's asking for. Just give it to him. Amen. Amen. Because if you give him a little something and it might get all burned up. I mean, God ain't through with your seeds yet. Some of y'all been sowing and sowing and sowing. And God said, look, I burned that thing up. I destroyed it. And now I got it up here where I can deal with it. And you keep looking over that sea. The sea was symbolic of the edge. This is as far as I can go. Because I can't go in the water. The service stayed on the land. So when I've done all, I need to stand and keep looking. Because that's where my help comes from. It comes from the Lord. So the abundance of rain came from a cloud the size of a man's hand. That came from a man being obedient to God and giving God the water so God would have something to work. Uh, So you see the supernatural and the natural hand working together. I serve a God that wants to work with me. (laughs) That blew me. I ran out of my house when God gave me that Jesus, you've got to be kidding me. I told you the word is always speaking. It's always growing. You just have to keep growing with it. <laughs> when I give God what he wants, I've learned, number one, I didn't need it to begin with. I may have wanted it, but I didn't need it. Elijah didn't need water. God was feeding him. God was giving him drink. Come on now. I May mean, God use the widow. Come on. I May mean, God, I, let me do that thing. I think that messed me up too. God sends him to this widow, and she was just gathering up. You know, she's like a little something, her or something, would eat a little meal, you know, and a little bit of oil. You know, they're going to eat that. And they're going to die. It's going to die. When you give God what he wants, he'll send you to people that don't have enough <laughs> in their life either. So now that you have more than enough, you can bless them. So the, the widow come to me, she's like, look, my husband served the Lord. Come on, now, my husband's a man of God. Hey, praise God for that. And so, you know, I'm just, we just going to get this little, and Elijah said, go give me the oil and the meal. Go get me a cake. Oh, and give me some water. And the prophetic word that he spoke took all she could see was the meal in one can and the oil in another can. But she could never see the cake. God will take what you can't see. And mix it up. And you ain't going to have to eat some meal and drink some oil, but God will make you a cake. It's the sign of a birth of a new thing. Uh, they were never in need again. Death had to pass them over. Why? Because they were full of cake. Oh, hey, come on. Man. Hey, they were full of the miracle of God. And nobody died. Come on. They were helping their neighbors and their neighbors. They became the biggest blessing in the city. Uh, Proverbs 4, I'm just going to read this. Proverbs 4 said, My son, attend to my words. Incline thy ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of thy heart. For they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. How do you survive issues in life? Keep that word on the inside. Keep seeing what God said about you. Don't see what people say about you. See what God says about you. I'm at the point in my life, I don't care what you think. I don't care what you say. Amen. I will block you in a minute. Come on now. In a minute and move on doing whatever God called me to do. And the real men and women of God will stay by you. And the fakes need to go anywhere. The people who ain't for me need to go anyway If you, you're mad now about where God has me Just hold up a little bit He ain't finished with me You ain't seen nothing yet We're going to build me a helicopter pad or something I want to come in a helicopter and land I got to drive three hours to Texas And three hours back home you know, I Get late and all that stuff So I told God, okay, we're going to keep doing this But I want a helicopter And we need like eight seats in a helicopter Oh, and a pilot yeah. Amen my wife is not going to believe God taught me how to fly a helicopter while she's in it. She's like, you go ahead and fly around. <laughs> keep seeing what God's saying. Isaiah 55 says this. Isaiah 55, 10. For as the rain cometh down and the snow from the heaven and returneth not thither, I love the King James man. But uh, watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth the bud and that in my uh, give, may give seed to the sower. And the bread to the eater. So shall my word be. Uh, What's my word going to do? It's going to rain down when I go through a drought. It's going to make everything around me produce that wasn't producing before. Come on. Uh, So give me some snow. You ever, I asked God one time, he said he he washes me whiter than snow. I'm like, well, what is whiter than snow? Because snow is like really white. I don't know if you've seen snow, but snow is like really that's the whitest color I've ever seen in my life. I've never seen a white person as white as snow. Snow is white. I'm blackish, you know. Got that ish thing on me. But I was like, snow is like white. And God said, no, 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 son, you missed it. He said, when I said that, I meant snow that is melted so it's clear. I've washed you to where I can't see even a hint of discoloration in your life. Because the only way you can reflect something, it has to be off of something clear called a mirror. Uh, oh, y'all going to owe me in a minute. I'm telling you right now. I don't think I'll use either. They don't work. Amen. Let me give you this. If you write something down, it becomes a decision. If you just sit and hear something, it'll become a wish. Jesus, ah, I forgot. When you write things down, the written thing becomes a decision you made to write something down. And so I, you can always go back to see what you wrote down at the time you were hearing what God was saying. Amen. Because when you come out these doors sometimes, life throws you stuff and you can't hear out there what you're able to hear in here. Wow. Amen. So if I write down or, or get a tape or record, or whatever, amen, what I'm hearing in here. You know, I'm old with the tapes. Tapes. Young people are like, what's a tape? <laughs> <laughs> My grandkids, they don't know about Tapes, CDs, nothing. They got them little tablets. They don't tablets, you know. But Whatever you write down becomes a decision and then you move it to the place where it has the ability to manifest. Amen. It has the ability to manifest when you write it down. That's good. God always uses what you have in your hands. Amen. I tell people, don't write me a, a check by faith. Write me a check that got the money in the account so it can clear. Because if it doesn't clear, it's going to cost me money. I don't know about it here, but we call them rubber checks. And it bounces. Boing, boing, boing. $25, $25, $25, $20. And the bank will just keep bouncing around. they playing basketball with your check. I'm like, no, no, don't operate in faith in that. Give me what you have. Come on now. But the Bible says that God calls those things that are. Come on now. He don't say, oh, you ain't sick. No, no, you sick. And we got this old faith movement years ago, all positive speech. I'm all about positive speech. And don't don't confess, I'm all about, I understand what you're saying, but I am sick. No matter how I say I'm not, speaking in tongues, I'm not. Sometimes I get sick. But if I tell God, hey, I'm sick. And so if I tell him the facts, it unlocks the truth that God can heal me. But if I never give him the facts, he can never release the truth. So when you start praying for God to do something in your life, give him the truth about it. Give him the facts about it. and Say, God, this is going on. This is, you know. And so God can work with the facts because the truth can change the facts. Yeah. Oh, my God. Everywhere I go, people always want to know about tithing. And you know, tithing's always, when I was a pastor, man, they beat me over the head about tithing. And one of the guys was like, hey, in the Old Testament. And so I studied. I really did. I went through it. I'm like, it ain't. It's not there. But if you really go from, I always go back to the first time and walk it through to this time, to really see what God, i talking all the way back to Genesis, to really see what God's saying, Cain and Abel were the first two to give God an offering, here's the kicker he never asked for one he never demanded one they just came and gave it to him didn't even know what they were doing, they're just like look I know I can't raise that lamb, it must be God raised that lamb, amen, and out of the increase they came and brought God something Come on, Abraham, God never asked for Abraham He just came and said, this is what I think happened to Abraham. He's like, this is too much. We ain't got enough donkeys to carry all this. We ain't finna bury it and build a map and all that stuff. We're just going to leave it here. God, we got too much. Can you please take this? And it got God's attention to the point that Jesus had to come before his time. Because God can't leave blessing in a desert. Uh, So I've learned to keep blessing him. And it keeps me out of my dry place. So Jesus wrapped himself up. Now, and, and comes and receives it. And then Jesus disappears. And the tithe disappeared. Because it wasn't implemented by God. Then you go to uh, Malachi. And you see that God said, "Will a man. Everybody say man. man. That word man there means a person. It's not mankind. Yeah. Will a man. Who robbed God? There ain't but one man on this planet that robbed God. His name is Adam. Because God said, I need my image in the earth. I'm going to make this man, I'm going to fill him full of me. Just don't touch that tree and we're going to be all right." And Adam messed around and robbed God's image in the earth by disobeying his word. So God will never allow a man, come on now, to be owed by him. So in the New Testament, he gave. Hey! He didn't tithe. He gave. His only got his best to mankind to receive sons and daughters. Eh? God said, okay, y'all getting caught up in this tithe thing, amen, y'all going to try and bring it in my new thing, so I'm going to go ahead and kill the thing in the old thing and start a whole other thing instead of you giving to me, I'm going to give to you. So when me and my wife, whenever we you know, want to give, we always stand up and we pray, you know, and we say, God, how much do you want to sweat, check for? And whatever it is, we just write it. Where are you going to send it? We send it. And we just, I, I'm saying all this because I had to do an extension on my taxes because of our companies and stuff. And I, we just found out that um, last year, in 2018, we gave like 49% of our income, just gave, just people and ministries and stuff, you know. But if I did the tithe thing, I'd have robbed God's vision and God's people, and then i rob myself. Oh, will a man rob God? No, but you'll rob yourself. <laughs> you know, anyway, that's uh, So so I just always give God what he wants. Because God gave his son. You with me? Now, we understand in Isaiah 55, 9. So now we can know the thoughts and the mind of God. So when he says it, he sends it to me. Then I send it back to him. Amen. Isaiah 55. Nine, oh, I'm sorry, ten. For as the rain cometh down and the snow cometh from heaven and returneth not thither, but uh, watereth the earth, maketh it bring forth the bud, and give seed to the sower and, and bread for the eater, and bread for the accomplish which that please and prospers the Lord. When, whenever I, I just receive from God and hear what God's trying to say to me, when I get to a, a position in my life that I can know the thoughts of God. And when I know the thoughts of God, when I pray for myself before I preach my like, God I want to see through your eyes I want to hear with your ears why because that's what I was created to be I want to have the mind of Christ and God didn't stop me from receiving it Jesus came to reopen the way that I can receive the mind of God and the thoughts of God he even said that my sheep only hear my voice how many times I don't know if this is God or not I mean, stop it I can only hear my father in heaven. I can only hear the Holy Spirit. Amen. I can only hear what God's saying and that would shut the door to what the enemy's saying because he's a stranger and you got to run from him. I don't know if you tried to run and listen but it ain't an easy thing to do. So then God starts moving in a way in the New Testament that blows my mind because he finds this little girl 14, 16, whatever, named Mary. Now Mary's name means rebellious. (laughs) But it wasn't like she was going against authority or against God. It was her spirit was saying there has to be more to the God that I serve than what I'm experiencing. Has to be more than me going to bring a little turtle dove and a priest blessing me and making sure I'm clean. And there has to be more than rituals and sacrifice. And you can't go behind that curtain and you can't touch this. And you, there has to be. And she's like, God, that just has to be more. And it got to the point that she was sending up God, her heart saying there has to be more. And God said, because you got like that, not satisfied with where you are with all these rituals and ceremonies. I'm going to give you my I'm going to fill you Amen. and what I'm going to give you is going to fill the earth for eternity. Wow. So, you know, <laughs> gave him Jesus because well, Mary's like, I, I don't know no man. It's don't make no sense. But you know what? Let it be according to your word. Because she understood that whatever God says cannot return to him void. She's like, so if you say it, I may have to wait four or five months to see it. I may have to wait six months to fill it. Come on now. But just let it be according to your word. I got my marriage set up. And I'm going to marry Joseph. But if you can take, do all this for me, you're going to take care of him. Come on now, I've learned it doesn't matter who's for me against me. I just got to be doing and saying what God's called me to do and say, and He will take care of them. You remember Zachariah? He was like, oh, "We ain't got no John in our family." You know, that's Elizabeth's husband who was a cousin of, uh, of Mary. You know, and, she, and John, God made him dumb. You ain't gonna say what I tell you to say. You ain't gonna say nothing. I prayed that over many people before. like you did it once. Lord, I mean, you can do this right now. Shut these, shut these people up. Until he got his heart right with God and said what God told him to say and broke tradition. Let me, let's walk with this a little bit. I'm almost done. Whew, that's good. So when they ran out of wine, remember that one? Mary comes out. Jesus is there. He's helping. He's serving. And he's, she's like, um, there, there's no more wine, son. Je- Je- we need some wine. And Jesus says, woman, he's always trying to be all spiritual, you know. My time has not yet come. She looks at the servants and says, just do whatever he says to do. Because whatever God says cannot return to him void. And she put Jesus in a bad position. Because Jesus just wasn't a man walking around in flesh. He was the walking word. According to John. He was the word. So now when the word says something to the word, uh, it didn't have to go anywhere. All Jesus had to do was speak. Whenever we speak what God says, we send the word back to him. And on the way back, it has to perform whatever he said or it can't go back. But it has to go back because I sent it back. Yeah. Amen. So when I start sending God's word back to him. Performance starts happening all around me because it has to go where I send it back to him. So it has to accomplish whatever he said whenever he sent it down. It's like he sends me an email and I send him one back. He sends me a text and I send him one back. And Jesus is like, well, I'm God. I'm the word. Amen. I'm everything. So all I got to do is say it one time. Hey, I ain't got to be saying it twice. Yeah, oh my God, my Lord and my King. It's good. Jesus was a son of God, not the son of man. Hmm. This is why we don't have to hear much in the Bible about Brother Joseph. Because Jesus wasn't the son of Joseph. He was the son of God. Are you with me? Just reading the Bible, you know. And because we don't hear much about Joseph, I'm like, God, how do you take Joseph out of the picture? And the Holy Spirit spoke to me so clearly this morning. I love hearing him. He said, because he never married Mary. There never was a marriage ceremony. I'm like, well, who, who, who married Mary because she had a baby? He said, yeah. He said, whenever she said, do it according to your word, she became my wife. Jesus wasn't born in a waylock. Because God was his father. Yeah. And Mary was his mother. Come on now. Oh, my God. So Joseph had to, amen, go to the side. Come on. He was your stepdaddy. So God just stepped over him. He represented flesh. He represented humanity. He represented the ability of what a man can do. And God said, "No, no. So you don't understand. So I got to step over this thing, amen, and show you what God can do." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when God gave Adam a wife, God put him asleep, took a rib out of his side. So God laid him down, put him asleep, took the rib out of his side. That's what he did for the, give him a wife. I'm trying to take my time. I want to say this properly. So then whenever you follow the walking of Mary, following her son, that God said his name will be Jesus. He will be the savior of the world. His kingdom will have no end. She's following the word that she got whenever she got pregnant or got married to God. (laughs) So she's following this thing. And now we see Jesus hanging on a cross, and the person they could never get to leave while he was dying was his mother. And then whenever he finally gave up the ghost, gave himself to God, a Roman soldier came with a spear and stuck it in his side. You ever wonder why in the world? Because God was married to Mary, but Jesus was marrying the church. So the same way he gave Adam a bride, he had to open up the side because the rib never left the word, his son. Mary said, I can't leave. I told him, let it be according to his word. He has to live again. Why? Because God told me he'll never die. His kingdom will never come to an end to the point that whenever they took him down and put him in the tomb, she was the first. Hey. Why? Because she had that word on the inside. Nobody else had heard it. Nobody else had received it. But she had a wedding with her father, which was in heaven. And he gave him the son that he demanded. And the angel says, why do you seek the living among the dead? She was like, check. God did it again. He did this. He did. She's checking off everything God said he' going to do. He did. And walking back, her son comes on the side of her. I said, go tell him, disciples. I'm risen. I'm not dead. The first person to preach the gospel was a woman and we're still preaching the word that she preached why because she kept sending God back what he said she kept sending God back what he said whatever God tells you just send him back what he says and you're going to have to see even if you see it down the cross. yeah but I know it hurts and I'm going to cry but oh, okay now I'm married to God so now God's letting Jesus marry now that's why we're his bride the bride of Christ not God She knew as long as she gave God back what he gave her, it had to manifest. It had to do what God said it was going to do. It has to do what God said it has to do. The problem is we need to hear from God. And that takes away getting quiet. That takes a point to where everybody can't be in your life. That takes a point to where... I was talking to somebody this morning, they were talking about, you know, Democrat, Republicans, and Trump's so bad for America and all that stuff, whatever. I'm like, you don't even live there. You ain't never been there. All you're hearing is news. Not gospel news. I'm there. I'm lived there. I'm from there. It's the greatest thing that ever happened to our country. Is God put a gangster in the office that you can't buy? He worth $10 billion. Ain't nobody in America can say, look, I'm gonna give you a million and you you do me and, and try and corrupt him. You can't corrupt a 10 dead... <laughs> Trump come out last week and said, It cost me three billion dollars a year to be president. Because if I was back running my companies and everything I have around the world, I'd have made an extra three billion this year. But I've chosen to step down from being a billionaire. I'm gonna run my country because you can't buy me. And Trump just crazy like me. I love crazy I always loves crazy, you know. <laughs> Kinda still scratching the head. We don't know what. The, we, don't, we thought we were gonna hurt him. We ain't gonna hurt him. Trump's the only president that make Mexico bow down and take care of their own people. Come on now, man. Amen. Yeah. Hey man. Whether you like it or not, I don't whatever. Don't make, I'm gonna do what God's called me to do, yeah. and I'm gonna hear what God's saying to me yeah. because I'm gonna give back to Him whatever He's spoken to me. Yeah. You trying to get four and five and ten people to agree with you on what God said and ten angels and every, and you know, signs and all this stuff. No, no. Whenever God speaks to you, just speak back to him. And before it gets to him, it has to do. Yeah. That's how you access the power of God. That's simple. <laughs> He's so good. He's so good. To the point that he even invited her to the upper room he invited 500 she was one of the 120 that showed up what made her show up she knew whatever he said (laughs) let it be according to your word father erase our minds get rid of the the things we think we know give us the mind of Christ (laughs) we don't even have to understand it let us just speak whatever you say and watch it manifest. Let us start speaking life over our situations. Yeah. Block certain people out of our lives so they don't deserve to be there. And get focused on what you said. So the world can see that our God is real. They need to see a real God, a loving God. Paul said, I I pray that all of you would prophesy. Why? Because it brings edification. It brings confirmation. It brings comfort. That's why. So, Father, I pray this morning that everyone here prophesy over themselves, over their family. They won't look at where they are and talk about that. They'll lift their eyes up and say, God, I'm going to pour some water on this thing. And I know the Holy Ghost is going to put the fire on the thing. It's going to give me a new way of hearing. I'm going to hear nothing but abundance. Abundance of rain. When I walked in the building, God showed me there was somebody here. I seen a contract. I seen diamonds. It was a diamond mine or what? I don't know anything about this stuff. But you're dealing with that right now. You're either going to buy it or you're negotiating selling the diamonds or something. You know, God said, sign the contract. <laughs> Don't even read it, just sign it. Because God sent that breakthrough into your life. Because you've been working for somebody else or something like that. And God's like, hey, we're gonna, we're not, you know, you're going to own the business and you're going to sow into the kingdom. Praise Jesus. I had somebody give me a watch years ago here. Very unexpected. It's The best watch I've ever had in my life, ever. Ever. You know, and it meant something to me. Because I got it here and people and, you know, I, it blew me away it blew my mind and I told him I said I'm never I'm never gonna sell this thing This, this you know some stuff you're like <laughs> whatever the stuff you keep in your safe you know you're like mm. I never kept it just on my dresser it always stayed somewhere safe and then you know years go by I'm wearing that thing I'm talking about preaching everything and God says son you like that watch I said, oh I love this watch the Luminox man a Nike, you know At night, like what time is it? And God said, "Do you believe that's the best I can give you?" I knew where that was going. I'm like, you know, sometimes you you ain't gotta he ain't gotta keep talking. I said, "No, no, Lord, I know you can give me above, beyond it." That he said, "So it's time to sow it." I said, "Oh, Oh, took that thing off." He said, "I'll never wear it again." and I didn't. And then God sent a young man in my life. He said it's his. So I sold into his life. <laughs> because God can never run out. But if I prophesy poverty, lack over my life, I'll never see the breakthrough. When I prophesy his word, amen. Exceedingly, but above everything uh, I could ever ask. Out of my mind. And into the mind of Christ, that Lord, this building is great. This is awesome. This is just the beginning. Lord, they're touching the world from here. Open their mind to technology like never before. That they can touch the. They gotta go. They can touch it from here. They can touch the world. Raise up churches around the world from here. Healings from here. Breakthrough, Father, just see. They'll get so many testimonies from here. Don't let us catch up with technology. Let us invent it. Let us make it better. Inventions. Making things better. Making them better. We're going to make it better. We're going to make something better. That's what Jesus did. Everywhere he went, he just made it better. Every time Jesus prayed for, he hit the bread, you know, and he hit the fish, and he showed me something a while back. He said, I never broke the fish. I only broke the bread. Because <laughs> I, I love, I'll sacrifice, I'll do over and beyond, I mean, I will do whatever. On that long flight here, they had a, a lady whose hip was hurting and everything, and, you know, you, you like crammed up in this thing, you know, for a season my own plane, or first class or something. blah blah and um, and so I said, "Look, ma'am, here's my pillow," because her head kept hitting the window thing. But a little, I said, "I said, she was freezing, a little skinny lady." I said, "Here's my blanket, you know," and I said, "You can put your feet, you know, over my legs. I put my little tray down, put your feet in." The they wasn't known it, but anyway, put your feet there. You know, and I'm just sitting there, you know, making her making her comfortable because that's what I would do for my wife whatever. and I was uncomfortable but I'm like God I'm good I put my mind somewhere else thought of a desert or something I warmed up real fast I was good (laughs) because wherever you put your mind it manifests wherever you put your thoughts it manifests everything you see was a thought that manifested in the earth so God heaven was here first (laughs) let us bring increase back in the earth Increase in the earth, peace in the earth, Father. Peace in this country. in Burkoté. Lord, touch people's hearts here that want to get involved in government. You open up doors for me, go into the government and bring change, Father. Permanent change in the government. In the name of Jesus, we love you, Father. We honor you. Thank you for healing. Thank you for healing. Thank you for healing. Thank you for healing. Thank you for life.